live on ACN Track. Welcome to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson. Hello everyone, welcome to the Auto Owls Go Greyhounds show. Uh, James Broadhurst in the studio, joining me is uh, Callum Robson. Callum, good to have you back after a week off. Yeah, had a little short spell and now I'm back, wide awake, ready to go. Ready and refreshed, good to see uh, uh, just the two of us in the studio this week, but that's going to be fun. Uh, We're going to have a good show. And firstly, we're going to look ahead to some of the key races uh, we've got coming up here in Western Australia over the weekend, starting, of course, with Mandra on Friday night. The feature race down there is the Essential Aircon Services, the Shorts. That's going to be race five on Friday night. Big out in this race. The favourite, fastest qualifier, the 405-metre dominator, Mermaid Manali scratched here, Callum. This is going to throw this race wide open. Yeah, it would have been probably the short price favourite. Probably expected under $2 for Mermaid Manali. So it is a massive scratching. Um, probably a little frustrating. We don't know the reserve runner coming in because obviously it's randomly balloted on the day. So either 9 or 10 could come in. That's uh, Santa's Magic Motormouth Mia. Yep. And change the race a little bit. Santa's Magic wants to use the track in um, the first reserve and Motormouth Mia. Um, will want to come down to the fence. But given that, I've actually gone with Thrift Manelli here. I think her uh, thrift speed over the uh, the 5.20 at Cannington wasn't shown last week over the 4.05 at Mandra, but box one here, um, Thrift Manelli loves Mandra, has performed in the big races down at Mandra over the 4.90. Can't see why Thrift can't replicate that over the 4.05. I think it's the best dog in the race. If it leads, it'll run the quickest time, and I think that's the way it has to go. I'd expect Thrift to be relatively short, and whether I want to take a short price, I'm not sure, but that's the way I'm going to be tipping in this race. All right, Thrift Manelli from Box 1. Of course, there's also Turbo Phone Box 2, Chomp Manelli 4, Bustle Boom 5, Stanger Moose 6, uh, race, uh, Box 7, Royce Manelli, and Nice Image. We're talking to Peter Sutherland later on, uh, jumping out, the trainer of Nice Image, jumping out of Box 8. So you're going Thrift uh, based on jumping to the lead from the pole, uh, and get and getting on the with the race. What about Turbo Fun? Uh, I thought this dog has been good, but last week was a little bit disappointing. Third from the same box, uh, vied for the lead, got, got headed, uh, and didn't make up any ground. Prior to this, I would have would have said that this dog uh, is on the up and uh, would have been favoured for this. But after that, run some question marks. I think. Yeah, some big question marks. I'm actually of a different opinion. I think Turbo Fun hasn't been going well for a while now. Um, three starts ago, it led uh, from box seven. Uh, it came from slightly behind from box seven. It only went 22.87, and that was a relatively clean run. Um, so I wasn't surprised to see it do so badly last weekend. I think with Thrift, who's on paper and naturally a quicker beginner, I think Turbo Fun's going to have um, its work cut out. Um, one that I didn't mention that can definitely place in this race. I might sneak under the um, um, be over the odds. And it's Royce Manelli, perfectly suited out in box seven. Will stay wide on the track and can rattle home really. Um, can rattle home late. You're going to have dogs like Nice Image, Buster Boom, and even Chomp Manelli last start got and Turbo Fun got tired late. Um, look for Royce over the top late. Uh, what about Chomp? The went to the lead from box eight last. Yeah, I week. thought it should have gone a lot quicker than what it did, and I was surprised to see it get tired over the four or five. Um, previously, um, it was uh, racing over 490 against Buster the Brute. Now, 
it got relatively close to Buster Brute in the run. Chompinelli's a lot stronger dog. I was surprised to see it drop out like it did. Question marks on how well Chompinelli is going at the moment. All right. And a smoky for me in this race, Buster or Boomer Dog, uh, I've liked the form of, of late. I thought the run last week was okay. Uh, and, yeah, I, I don't mind. Box 5, obviously, a little bit tricky for it. Yeah, but uh, Box 5 is per- like, perfect for this dog. Stays relatively straight, just up, up in grade against a lot tougher um, dogs. I'd probably be happy to take it on. All right, even at a really juicy price, Cal. Yeah. All right, okay. Another race we like down there at Mandra on Friday night is race four. This is the mixed 405 grade over. Once again, the 405 metre journey. We like the 405s down there at the moment, Cal. A lot of really nice dogs going around uh, in the 405 division. Uh, what about this race? Uh, what do you make of it? Uh, an open race in your book? And, and what are the leading chances? It's very open. Um, the one thing that strikes you is the amount of early speed in this race. Webbeck Warriors notorious to go into 6.70 early. Tri-Catch Me is probably the best beginner and maybe in the state with Mermaid Minnelli at the mo- at the moment. Uh, flies out of the boxes. Does want to use a little bit of the track. Um, Withers Minnelli showing good early speed. Um, Vapor Blaze came over to WA and had promised a lot of early speed. So it's a really messy map. Um, I was quite impressed with Try Catch Me's run um, first up for um, the new trainer. Um, two starts to go over the 302. Um, it did get a little tired when it was racing over 405 previously, but I think it leads this race. And if you can run around the 22-7 range out in front in a race like this, you're going to be very hard to catch. So that's the way I went with. Um, Withers Minnelli is going to be the danger. It's obviously first up here over 405. Um, hasn't seen the 405 and um, was okay racing over the 490 at Mandarin, the big races. So I don't think Mandarin is going to be the issue. I think just trying to cross them at the start will be the issue. Um, premium share, just don't know how well the dog's going. Box 6 is going to be tough for this dog over 405. And Vapor Blaze is going to have to try cross for mate. And as I said, there's a lot of early speed, so I doubt um, that dog can win. Six of ten races since coming over to WA for trainer Tim Gummo. Try catch me. So... Uh, form line's been superb, as you mentioned. D- done it over both the 302 and the 405. What about uh, Web Lek Warrior here from Box 1? Any chance? That- I'll take it on from Box 1 every day of the week. It's a dog that wants to use the track and wants to get wide. Doesn't like dogs to the outside as well. And with the, a lot of early speed, um, Web Lek Warrior would have to lead to win this race, and I can't see that occurring. All right. You mentioned premium share. There as well, another one you think is going to find a, l- a little bit tough here. We did sp- speak about the dog briefly last week as well. Uh, this is, big, yeah, hard to, we want to see this dog su- succeed and get better, don't we? Obviously the the national sprint champion from last year oh, hasn't been the same since it's come back. This is its sixth run back since it had that uh, that long break. Hasn't really fired at any stage, has it? Well, it does surprise me with a dog like this. This dog ran down good, good, good odds Harada in the um, National Sprint Champion Cannington. Like, that level of form is elite. Went over east, obviously had a few troubles. They've um, brought it back, and whether it hasn't recover, recovered from the injury is another question, but I'm surprised they even bring it back racing if it's nowhere near its best. So it might be showing them something in trials. Is I haven't seen it on race day, and the fact that they have brought it back and are uh, racing it again might mean that it is getting somewhere back to its best. So... Um, but until I see that, I'm just happy to take it on. Well, I think I'm the same with you, and it's you're right. There's, they're obviously seeing something that the rest of us aren't because the dog just is nowhere near the level it was last year. It's a shame because we, we, like, uh, we do like these dogs of that quality to, to come back. Anyway, not the case at this stage, but hopefully Premium Share can get back 
back to somewhere near his best. We turn our attention to Cannington on Saturday night. Cal got a few races to go through here. The first one we're going to look at is race three, the novice over the five twenty metre journey. This is also the Pride final. There's all the codes here in WA are supporting the LGBT community with uh, special races, uh, and this one happens to be one of those. Uh, some really handy young dogs going around in this one. The key one, I guess, is the dog jumping out of box one, Al Seabrook, winner from its past two starts. In fact, let's go back and have a listen to Al Seabrook's win last week. Wolf with Fabriola Citrus, but off the back, and it's Al Seabrook out by three lengths. In second place was Sunna Princess, then followed by Geared Up as they swing. Nicely clear Al Seabrook, makes it two from two. So Al Seabrook uh, bringing Linda Britton back into the training ranks. Uh, 100% strike rate so far. Got the pole here. Does uh, does the dog just follow up again here, Cal? I think so. It's the best dog by some way in a race like this. Um, should lead from box one. Should be suited from box one. He's gone 22.95. I can only imagine the dog's going to keep improving with racing and should be winning this race. All right. Uh, West on Lockie won uh, maiden last start. Stacks on Kuna. Last start maiden winner as well. Took a long time to get there. Start 29 it was. Uh, there may be ones you want to throw in your novelties. Jumbo Jet, the dog we'll talk to David Short a bit about later on. Very talented. Well, we think got a lot of potential. Uh, the litter mate of Tommy Shelby's only had the one win uh, from nine starts. So coming back once again after a month off the scene, uh, maybe a dog we want to have a look at a couple of times before we jump on board with that. Yeah, just on the novelties in this race, I think What's Up Marty from Box 3 can definitely place, wants the fence, um, is a slow beginner, should get the fence and can run home really strong. Stacks of Kuna as well, perfectly boxed in. Eight has got the win, maybe that was the momentum it needed, and it will <laughs> go right. back to back, who knows. But box, breaker. <laughs> but box 8 is perfect for the dog. Um, Jumbo Jet strikes me as a dog that might have ability and show really good times in trials. It's probably the opposite of Tommy Shelby. The track sense is just not there. He can't navigate dogs. He's a bit hit and miss out of box rise. So um, it'd be good to see him break his maiden. Obviously, Shorty's probably been waiting a while. But um, it's a dog with ability. If he gets a start right, who knows? It can be there and um, be in the finish. Yeah, I'm happy to watch him, though, for a couple of starts, I think. All right, we head on to race six, another race we uh, think's not a bad one, the Mix 405. This is over the 715 metre journey and uh, this one's got Van Buren going around and it got rolled last week Cal but that was over the 600 metre journey does the dog just uh, bounce back into the winner's circle here um should do I'm expecting it to be around the dollar 30 mark though I think it'd be very short if inversion's a reasonable price I'm happy to have a play on inversion I think it's probably early leader here um from box three can cross the one and the two um, inversion can keep bobbing out in front. Um, you'll see on the times, Van Buren's actually only gone 42.24, which over 7.15 isn't the greatest price. He peaks late over the 7.15, so does Inversion. So if Inversion can get in front of him and get running early, they could be both battling to the line, and Inversion might be out of grip on. So um, Inversion, if he's over around the $6 range, I'll probably have something small on, but Van Buren's your most likely winner. He'll just be too short. does tend to bob up uh, every now and then as well, Inversion. Just when you think the dogs may be... Finished? No, nope. there's inversion once again, <laughs> scoring at uh, big odds. Anything else in that race we should be looking at? Not really. Jets Crack is obviously um, a dog that can perform over the 7.15. He'd probably need to cross from 8, which might be a little tricky. 
Um, go get him sodas badly boxed in one. That's the reason I'm happy to take him on. And I thought Daisy Devine was improved last start as well. So um, I'd stick four in for third if I was going to um, tip a trifecta. All right. Uh, we're going to have a little bit of change of pace here for our next race. We're looking at the 380 Dogs Cow. We don't often have a look at these uh, chases, but we're ha- we are highlighting race eight. This is the grade five over the 380-metre journey, and... A lot of chances in this race. They are. It is a little bit of the you know the the crash and bash the the 380s, but this one particularly looks likely. Uh, obviously, the early lead vital in these races. Uh, who, who gets there? Well, it's a great question. I think Need Morkuna can get there. Um, was very good last week crossing for mate. Comes up in six, which is a lot better for this dog. The 21.97, you're going to look at that on face value and think, mm, it's not that quick. But we saw the track was heavily, um, was very slow last week. Obviously, mm-hmm. Flake Minnelli went round and she went 0.7 slow. Obviously, she's covering more ground over the 7.15. But I think the track over the 3.80 was probably at least um, 0.2, um, maybe 0.15 off. So you can probably um, boost that down to a 21.80. And that was the first time it's been to 3.80 as well. So if it... Uh, Nemo Kuna leads. I think it's very hard to catch. I think that's the most likely outcome. Um, Grand Riot's been beginning very well, and it obviously is posted at 2176. The, the start is vital. Whoever you think will lead out of those two um, is going to win. Indy Orlando's been beginning quite well. Nemo Kuna and Grand Riot are in different leagues early, though. I think Indy Orlando might get strung up a little bit. Um, a razor blade was scratched um, last night, so I imagine it will be coming out, which will give Neza Yasmin a run from box two, which... Um, could be a player as well for your novelties. But, um, and catch Jackson from Box 5. It's a dog that can bob up as well. And Gypsy's Mindy won on Wednesday. So it's a very, very, very hot race. Um, I would have a leaning to need more Kuna. And I would stick um, a dog like Nim- Limburg Nemesis in for the novelties, who I think should be a massive price. The winning streaks of Needmore Kuna and Grand Riot, uh, six in a row to Needmore Kuna, Grand Riot, four. In a row now, yet to be unplaced actually in nine uh, in nine starts. Uh, Grand rights are doing a great job for trainer Terry Erinshaw. Both dogs, yeah, need more Kuna box six. Grand right in box seven. Both dogs got good records from wide draws there, so no problems there. So it does shape as an interesting one, doesn't it? Another dog I maybe might be throwing in for your novelties as well, Limburg Nemesis, although the dog does have its uh, first run over the distance here. Yeah, I think it can show it has good early speed. Wants to use a little bit of the track. I think the change up to 380 is good for the dog. It's been a bit, um, uh, been racing over the 405 and been racing fairly. I think 380 will suit this dog. Um, one thing to note with Grand Riot, when Terry Earnshaw gets a dog up and running, they usually um, hold their form. Um, they're very consistent. We've seen rollout over the 275. Free falls generally on a Monday just um, fly around and win every time. So once he gets a dog flying, they generally stay that way. All right, and just quickly, Cal, before we round it off, uh, race 11, the mixed 405 over the 600-metre journey. Only a small field of five dogs here, but interesting one. We've got Wicked Rhythm, third-place getter in the Young Stars last week, stepping up in distance, uh, also so tough, which has been a consistent performer over the staying journeys. Uh, just wins boss in great form, and Red Cap Manelli out of box one. A dog I've got... One, two, three, four question marks against because I'm not sure where this dog's at at the moment. Yeah, I don't think it's racing at its best at the moment. Box one's obviously perfect for it over the 600. It's got the ability to get trapped back a little bit and whether it's good enough to pass a lot of these dogs, a lot of these are up and coming. Wicked Rhythms um, 
First time at the trip, but strikes me as a dog that has been crying out for the 600. Has the most early speed in this race, I think, can get out and lead, and I think definitely be the one to beat. Just Wins Boss was very good. Um, last start, we talked about the slow track. The 35-13 um, is probably close to a 34-8 run. So uh, if Just Wins Boss can find the lead, it's very, very hard to beat as well. So if those two are priced for Mitt, I'd probably back both of those. I think So Tough is... Um, more of a plugger and um, against dogs like these where they have a bit of X factor, I think So Tough gets found out and Red Cat Manelli up in the air and how well it's going. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, that's what we think are the highlights for the upcoming weekend. Hopefully there's uh, a winner or two out of all of that uh, for you all. We're going to take a short break uh, and on the other side we will be pe- speaking to uh, Peter Sutherland. Uh, that's when we come back on the Auto Owls Go Greyhounds show. Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson. Welcome back to the show. Well, we've got the final of the Essential Aircon Services, the shorts at Mandra on Friday night, and a man who has a dog going around in that race. Peter Sutherland, you've got a nice image going around in that uh, race. Uh, how are you, Pete? Yeah, good, thanks, James. Good. A nice image comes up with Box 8. You'd probably rather inside box with this dog, but he has the speed to early speed to offset the box, and obviously the scratching of Mermaid Minelli was probably um, a delight for your eyes. How do you see the race panning out? Yeah, I've seen him out of box two, three or four, but um, like as you said, he has got the speed. I think he could probably, on his on his night, he could probably match him. And how, how do you I see What's that, James? Oh, sorry, I was going to say, yeah, how, how do you see it, how do you see it playing out uh, on Friday? Yeah, well, I think if he jumps, first thing myself, if he does jump, I think he could win it myself. That's how confident I am. Oh, okay. So, he has worked very. He has worked extremely well this week. In all his work he's done, I put it into him. So I don't see why he shouldn't. Why he should not go any better or any worse. So. All right, and uh, okay. So you're confident there. What about this field? Obviously, Mermaid coming out, but uh, what are the dangers in there for you? Yeah, the ones I'm only really concerned about. Well, what? Yeah, it's the uh, Trumpinelli, um, Bustle Boom. And probably Stanger Moose, and it all depends who gets um, reserve status. If um, Motor Mouth Mia gets the start, well, I wouldn't underestimate her either. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's going to be she's another one. Another, she's another one of it. Yeah, that's right. Uh, out of the same, uh, out of the same litters. It looks like a really nice, yeah. nice race for you. But your dog, I've got to say, the the form on this greyhound's uh, been been very good uh basically since uh, since he started going around eight wins from the 15 starts you've been winning over both the 300 and the 400 uh you must be really pleased with the way the dog's going yeah i am actually because when i when we when i got him home um he was battling the break 23 seconds and then i had to have a steward trial with him that man journey actually um run 22.86 and i thought mm. He might have something coming up here, so and as, a, as everyone can see now, he's a lot better than what I thought he's going to be. Yeah, he's he's done done really well. Oh, oh, same uh, out of the the dam, 
Miss Kalash was a dog you also trained as well, so you got a good, strong connection to this dog. Yeah, that's correct, James. We actually brought her for um, $5,000 um, oh, probably eight years ago when she was a pup, when she came from South Australia, from um, Carol Scott's. And, yeah, she was a, she was a handy bitch, but um, nothing like um, um, nice images at the moment, so... What do you think that, what, how far do you think Nice Image will go? I'm not sure. I don't think, I'm not sure if we can run 500. I will be putting him over 490 probably early, early in the year next year, but um, I'll just find out first. I don't want to push him too hard yet because only a pup, so we'll just work out, get a plan together and just work out how we're going to go with him. You uh, must be eyeing off the birthday cup, I guess, which is another four or five race uh, early January. Yes, true, yes. And also looking at the one next um, Tuesday coming up too for the um, all, uh, provincial uh, grade five. Yep, okay. And what about, you mentioned before uh, Motormouth Mia, one of, the, one of the litter, Cheeky Ricky, also part of that. So it's been a handy one, hasn't it? I, yeah. I would say... At this point in time, Nice Image is probably looking like the one with the most potential out of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's very true. I keep telling my wife that um, he's the best one, but she's not very happy with one. So, <laughs> yeah. You, you, you must yeah, when, I, when I keep telling another about who's the best dog, she's, yeah, more than starting to shut up. <laughs> right. Well, you can tell her I, I agree with you as well, if that helps. Callum was shaking, Callum was shaking his head, but that's all right. That's fine. We forget him. Uh, you and I agree. That's what, that's what counts. Hey, listen, he's the only dog, dog in your kennel there. You must be... You're obviously able, when you've only got the one dog, to, you know, extra care and attention. I think it, it, it makes a difference, doesn't it, on the greyhound? And, yeah, because his mother is very much well. He's he's very much like his mum. He's just a sook. And like when I when I actually do any work with him, we we'll take him out work, and he actually does it himself. What I have to do, he just it's always switched on. He always wants to go, so he's an easy dog to work. Yeah, I can't I can't fault him actually. Okay, very good. Well, yeah, and and hopefully he keeps going for you. What you've been in the game about twenty odd years? Is that right? Yeah, we up here 20 years. Well, I was there when the um, old man track was still going. So, so I'm not sure how long the new one's been up and going. But I've, yeah, I used to run dogs back then. Um, dogs like Romulus, Sassicola, Mr. Miller, Cooler Bar Babe. So, so yeah, I've been around for a while. You you came in as an owner. What was the what made you make the decision to become a trainer? Um, I think just money, just to give it a go and just see what it was like to, to actually train train dogs. Yeah. Yeah, but Martin Adair was, well, he actually had my first dog, that was called Drought Breaker, that was, yeah, well, a long time ago, so. And my cousin Steve, he had um, a couple of dogs in Martin, the Cody Spender and one alone, so. I suppose I just went away just to um, give it a go myself and see yeah, see what it was like. I've just seen on Tuesday you've drawn box five in one of the heats for with Nice Image. There doesn't look to be a lot of early speed around, so you've got to be happy with that. Oh, yeah, well, well someone told me that I wouldn't get a start next week, so I don't know, but, yeah, well, that's, that's, that's good. And I don't, think, I don't really think, personally, the box draw really worries him that much. 
because he's a very quick dog. You know, he, he has his quickest so far was six forty six early. So yeah, and if he jumped, he jumped up around six fifty, six fifty two, six sixty. He's always he's always in the race. So. Hey, Pete, have you got any other uh, prospects of any other dogs coming in the kennel anytime soon or just focusing on nice image at this stage? Yeah, no, just nice image because um, Justin uh, Wood, he's got um, Run Forever and John Bullichich from Stockton, um, he's got Motor Mouth near, so... But we weren't going to have none of the pups out of Miss Crash, but she had to be sterilised when she had this lot of pups, so... We'll probably just wait until one of the other two bitches are finished and we'll probably breed with one of those two, I reckon. Yeah, and, and keep it going. All right, good stuff. Keep the line going, so, because, well, she's well fed, so, that, that line, so. Yeah, and you're getting results out of the current group as well, so, good to yeah, see. Hey, hey, listen, Pete, great to catch up with you. Uh, all the best yeah. for Friday night and, indeed, uh, for the rest uh, of this Greyhound's career. Yep, thanks. Thanks, for that. thanks so much, James, for that. And thanks for the interview. Uh, much appreciated, mate. Yeah, pleasure to talk to you. Uh, there you and go. You, you too. <laughs> Good stuff, mate. Peter Sutherland, uh, trainer of Nice Image, going around in the final of the shorts at Friday night. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be back very soon. Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson. Welcome back to the show. James Broadhurst with Callum Robson. We're going to cover off on a few bits and pieces that have been happening uh, over here in the West in Greyhound Racing of late. One of the first ones we want to have a look at here, Cal, is we've had a few no races of late. I had one two Fridays ago and then another one again at Cannington on Saturday with the boxes opening early. That was due to the weather. can happen. Pretty rare, but can happen when the rain comes in, it sets the sensors off, boxes go before the lures have been around. And you had a query about uh, what happens in a no race. Yeah, obviously the previous one was at Mandra where they swapped, where mm. Steve Withers decided he wanted to be in box five. <laughs> An um, even rarer one. What You you got the insight with Steve. What happened there? Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I know that Soldado and um, Kenya, whatever that dog, Kenya Drift, Yes. Um, so they, there was a Steve Withers dog and a Cody Charles so, dog. Yeah. Boxes four and five. So but Kenya, they went from yeah. different boxes. They swapped the rugs. Or so something. Kenya Drift was supposed to be in four, and then Sodato <laughs> was supposed to be in five, and then but they had it the reverse. So Sodato was in four, and Kenya Cruz was in five. Um, I don't know the logistics of how that occurs, but um, I just threw it out there on Twitter. I thought Steve was now deciding because he has Tommy Shelby now deciding what boxes he wants to be in. So. Um, <laughs> That was obviously a debacle, and no one the the one about that no race you had no idea it was going to be a no race like because the dogs look very similar they're both the right. same color there's a few um, white marks that you can sort of tell one had strapping one didn't but to the normal eye and you thought it was going to be a race you thought you'd collected on Oriental Runner and then you've then seen that your money got probably refunded but money gets refunded um, betting money gets refunded yeah but, but so, that's not other than you know. Other than bagging people out, Cal, that wasn't the main point. What was the main point here? Yeah, I'm just, I was interested in what happens to the prize money. Obviously, there is no race. There's no prize money um, out to first, second, and third. Right. So I was interested in what actually happens to the prize money. Okay, answer there from uh, the Grading Department of Racing Wagering WA. Prize money is divided equally between all runners in the race. So no, we, the industry doesn't miss out on prize money getting paid out. 
that's good to hear. Yeah, indeed. Okay, that's the first point we wanted to tick off on. Second point is Sunset Spitfire. We saw, we saw this Greyhound produce a sensational victory in the Young Stars Classic last week. Really quick times. The first section of 5.33 was low flying. And then second quickest ever. Second quickest ever, that's and right. And second quickest ever down the back. And very quick time overall, 29.56, is yep. that right? Correct. Now one nine in a row. Uh, we've been talking this dog up a little bit. I must admit I had some reservations uh, about this dog prior to last week. I think most of those reservations, not all of them, but most of them for me have dissipated. What about you, Cal? What did you think? I thought it was one of the best runs I've ever seen from a greyhound. Um, Now, there was a bit up in the air on how slow the track was, but I think Flake... Minelli, who's probably the most consistent dog. We see Flake Minelli go to the front and run 41.55, it is, consecutively. Goes to the front, does the same thing. Came out recently and ran 41.32, I think it was, which is also obviously lightning quick. Flake Minelli got to the front in the race perfectly fine, did a usual one. The time came up and it was 42.22. Now, mm. for Flake to go 0.7 lengths slower than she usually does and 0.9 slower than... Her recent start over the 7.15 shows you how quick the track is. Now, this dog still went 29.56 over the 5.20, which is extraordinary. Went 5.33 early, which is flying 18.09 down the back, which is the second quickest um, time we've had in this year. The only other dog to beat that was Catch the Thief going 18.04. There's people throwing out that this could have been a track record run, and I I wouldn't argue with that. I think it could have been the track record run. I think this dog could be anything. The 5.33 early puts it in good stead. The only question mark I will have is up in up in grade when we do the Perth Cup rolls around. This dog's going to be short price favourite. There is going to be good dogs and quick dogs everywhere in the heats. Um, this dog does leave the boxes last. I think we've, but the speed after the start is Simon told Helen like um, has great muster. Just needs room in the first ten metres of the race to get going. That's what it did on the weekend. Cabago went straight to the rails, which I didn't see happening. Um, our dry stayed relatively straight and missed the start a little bit, which allowed Spitfire to run through. But the run after that was probably one of the best runs I've seen from a greyhound in my um, short history of the sport. Absolutely electric, wasn't it? But you're right, it did open up for Sunset Spitfire. But uh, wow, what, what a performance. We think the dog is the real deal. One of the ones that uh, has been hyped, but certainly living up to the hype so far. David Hobby, the trainer of the greyhound However, keeping a lid on things, I think it's fair to say. Let's have a listen to what he said uh, at the trophy presentation. Even you must get excited, uh, all the races you've run over the years, to, to have a dog like this and to see a performance like that tonight. Uh, not really. I get plenty of disappointment. So ground racing for me is 95% disappointment, 5% excitement. So I don't get too carried away. It's certainly not getting carried away, David Hobby. That what? What do you make of those comments, Cal? Well, one thing I think you're definitely more excited than Dave Hobby. <laughs> Amazing, isn't it? You were just asking the question. <laughs> um, oh, I can understand. There'd be a lot of pressure on him with a dog like that. It had come in undefeated. He'd come to the Greyhound track. Everyone, well, not everyone wants to knock it, but everyone's sort of high expectations. If it doesn't win, it's a letdown. If it does win, it's probably more relief for him than anything. Um, a big race like that, there's good money up for grabs. Um, not that the money, I don't think, has much to do with his excitement, but there's probably more relief, I think, for him. And 
He has had a bit of trouble with the litter. Um, quite a few are um, holidaying on the beach at the moment um, for various reasons. So there's probably that as well where he's talking about the disappointment. He knows how good the litter is and just a shame that most of them can't race at the moment through um, various, but they'll be all back and um, trying their hardest. So, And he would go through everything in terms of he's got many litters, we don't know what goes on behind the scenes. So there's a lot of stress for him. He's a one-man team. He has a lot of dogs. Imagine there's a lot of hours involved, and I can imagine a night like that. Although he celebrates having a good dog, it's probably more relief than it is um, enjoyment getting the win there. All right, that's a fair point, Cal, and a different angle to, to what I would have uh, taken on that. Uh, but I will say, if Greyhound Racing's 95% disappointing for him... That's the sort of level of disappointment I'd like to have. Leading trainer in WA by the length of the country mile. He's won 145 races at Cannington, 183 at Mandra, 328 in total, a month and a half to go. The record uh, set by Linda Britton in 2013 is 395. He might give that a Shane might be a little bit off, but he'll certainly go close to that. This has been a stellar year for him. Oh, very good. I think he's been on top for quite a while now. Um, mm. He's got the best breeding. He's got the most dogs, and obviously that pays a big way into the winners. But as we went through on a show two starts ago, just the litters and how consistent they are, obviously it's a great spot to be in, and I think everyone would be envious of the um, dogs he has and gets to train. Yeah, indeed. But you're right, the pressure and a lot of work that goes into that. You had another a point you wanted to make, Cal, uh, about uh, dogs coming back after satisfactory trials. Yeah, so when dogs obviously mar in races, we, uh, they go out on a little holiday depending on how many times they've done it. They then have to come back and trial in the races. Now, some trainers elect to go blinkers on for the first time if they, they have done it. Generally, after the first time, they'll give them the benefit of the doubt and trial them without blinkers. But um, the issue I have is obviously when the dog looms up to the leader, that's when they tend to lose focus and um, uh, do the marring action. In the trials, there's a lot of dogs coming back, and we look to tonight. Ragnar Bale has come back. It's wearing the blinkers. It's had one trial since the instant at Cannington, which was pretty bad. It's come third in a trial. So as a punter, I don't know how to line that dog up, whether I know the blinkers has worked or not. That dog could have just marched around the back where it's happy and does all its racing and run the third um, to whoever dog's in the trial. We don't get to find that information. Uh, could have trialled third and ran around and looked perfectly without the blinkers on. But unless he goes up to next to the dog and goes past the dog, we don't actually know whether he's going to do it again. I don't know how you'd fix that. Maybe two dog trials and put a slow dog in to um, see the dog go past. Another dog might be away. There's plenty of dogs that trial every week and have the satisfactory trials. You can match a good good dog with a bad dog, that type of thing. You could order a lot of the kennels to bring down a dog that is slower than the dog that's trialling and, and do that type of thing. So there are ways around it. It's just from a punter's point of view, it's hard tonight to know whether Ragnar Bale is going to go past the dog. It's got a lot of ability. It came over and is very strong over the 490. But as a punter, I don't know how I'm supposed to back it for a win if I don't know if it's going to do, um, if it's going to mar again or re-offend. Maybe in this instance a case of what we'll wait and see a week well, or two. We, we are going to wait and see, obviously, because <laughs> we've got no other option. But I think that needs to change. Uh, okay. All right. In- interesting point. On the other side of the break, which we're going to take right now, we're going to catch up with David Short from Tab Touch. Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson. 
Welcome back to the show. Well, we're going to catch up with David Short from Tab Touch Shorty. How are you? Very well, thanks, JB. Cal, great to be with you guys. How are you on this Thursday? Very, very good. Better for having you on the show. Well, what about uh, the key results from Cannington last night? Uh, big win to rip in Memphis there. Six lengths uh, and a nice time. Indeed, no, it's one of the more impressive performances of the night. Rip and Memphis, you can keep that one in the black book heading forward. Um, thought the effort from Global Event at nice odds was a very good imp- uh, performance to get across from the wide draw there in race number seven. Cal, that was uh, a race that you quite liked, and Global Event was able to sneak over from the wide draw and get the job done. Yeah, it was good. I thought there might be a bit of chaos early in that race, and it was good to see Global Event loop them, find a bit of a lead and grip on late. There we go. Uh, Corey White had a nice winner as yep. well there. Got the sugar. was a good performance in taking out that maiden as well. And the 600-metre race was quite interesting as well. But the key to that race was the rails draw for Weston Magada. Did not leave the paint for the entirety of the trip. And uh, over the concluding stages, was able to just wear down variation. That was another nice win there over the 600-metre trip there last night. Yeah, Weston Magada, one of two winners on the night for Chris House at headquarters. What about tonight at Mandra? Can you find us a winner or two down there, Shorty? Yeah, I thought, oh, surprise, surprise, Dave Hobby in for a pretty reasonable night again. Um, Minis Manelli drawn the five in race six and... Sunset Chernobyl race 12, number two. On a night where I'm not super keen, those two stood out a little bit. I'll have an all-up with that double tonight there for Dave Hobby to uh, continue on his winning run. 6-5 into race 12, number two. All right, very good. I'm looking forward to the return of uh, Oriental Owen there in the free-to-all over the 302. As you know, uh, I'm an Oriental Owen fan. Callum's just smiling, <laughs> smiling at me, so looking forward to that dog go around race seven. What about uh, Mandra on Friday night, Shorty? Mandra Friday is a nice card. The feature race there, the Essential Aircon Services, uh, the shorts final, important scratching of number three, Mermaid Manelli coming out. I thought that left the door open for the kennel mate, Thrift Manelli, off the inside to become the dog to beat. Uh, didn't go to plan last week for Thrift Manelli behind Mermaid. A slow beginning and then found all sorts of bother. Uh, the key is here to move to box number one. This Greyhound, uh, she came from box 2-2 two, two back at Cannington, run a good early split, 543 Sub 30, 29.92. The run five back behind Starbook was a beauty. Uh, Thrift Manelli's back going really well, and she's got the draw to advantage. I would expect her to punch up into a really prominent position, and knowing that she runs out the 500, uh, I think she'll be awfully hard to hold out late. Race five, number one, Thrift Manelli in the feature. Earlier in the card, I thought race two, number seven, Just Send It looked really well placed. This is not a strong lineup. Um, Just Send It's been showing good early burn. Should be able to zoom over into a spot early, and from there, uh, will pretty quickly become the the dog to beat, race two, number seven. And deeper into the card, race 11, number eight, Chevy Gold. Real fairy floss bandit, Chevy Gold. Uh, drawn out wide where he likes to be. Eight tries from the pink for three wins and four placings. Uh, he's got good stats from box seven as well. He generally excels when he gets room to operate early. It's exactly what he'll get there on Friday night. So three specials for Friday night. Race two, number seven, just send it. Race five, number one, Thrift Manelli. And race 11, number eight, Chevy Gold. All right, and what about the card at Cannington on Saturday? 
Obviously, the highlight will be the opportunity to see Sunset Spitfire looking to make it 10 straight victories in race number four. Looks well served to do so. Probably won't be at a betting proposition price, but nonetheless looking forward to seeing uh, one of our young stars of the sport zipping around again there. Better bets on the card race. Three number one, our Seabooks come up with the perfect draw. Uh, this Greyhound's well above average for trainer Linda Britton and uh, should cash in on the Cherry. Race three, number one. Race six, number six, Van Buren um, has really emerged outside of Flake Manelli as our, our real up-and-coming um, second stayer on the scene at the moment and will be winning that mixed grade four and five over the 7.15. And I thought Bayron Star looked a nice value play in race number 10 on the card. Open race. You can make a case for nearly every runner, but Bayron Star's an excellent uh, record from the pink. Five tries, two wins, three placings. She'll be out there minding her own business, uh, working into the race. Slow beginner in box seven. Uh, I can just see her working around into a really nice spot and taking all the beating. So three plays on Saturday. Race three, number one, our Seabrook. Race six, number six, Van Buren. And race ten, number eight, Bayron Star. Uh, Cal and I were talking uh, just in the previous segment about Sunset Spitfire Shorty. Uh, how exciting is this Greyhound? If people over the east maybe haven't got on board uh, with this dog yet, uh, you know, we, we obviously have a tendency to hype up dogs that uh, do good things uh, early on in their career, but this one certainly looks uh, very likely that it's going to kick on and do exciting things, doesn't it? Oh, no doubt about it. The, the, the clock doesn't lie in Greyhound racing, and the fact that Sunset Spitfire's run best of the night times in eight of the nine times he's visited the racetrack um, tells you that he's a really exciting chaser. Uh, last week, that performance, 29.56, on a track that was... Really, um, if you look at the times that were run throughout the course of the night, many would say 0.3 to 0.4 off um, a good standard surface. If you take 0.4 off 29.56, it's 29.16, and you're talking about rare air and track record stuff for Sunset Spitfire. He's got a huge engine and can't wait to continue to follow uh, his progression over the next few months. Yeah, indeed, and we get to see him go around again on Saturday night. Hey, Shorty, thanks again, uh, and uh, happy punting over the next few nights. Pleasure, guys. All the best. And good luck to Tommy Shelby as well across there in the Melbourne Cup heats on Friday night at Sandown. Yes, indeed. Cal, just quickly to uh, wrap things up, uh, got some best bets for us over the next night or two? Yep, so tonight, race four, number six, Shimbona Spirit, and race nine, number one, Oshkosh Ruth for Friday night. I've gone race one, number five, five Flying Fox, hopefully each way price. And race three will go again, number one, Lou Lee. All right, there we go. That's Cal's tips. Uh, that is the show. We'll catch you next week on... Order Al's Go Greyhounds.